Have you ever been at a point in your life where you just look around and you think, what am I doing? How did I get here? And how do I do something different? We've all been there before, whether it be in our career, our relationships, our finances, our health. Today, we're going to talk about how to move forward when you reach that point in your life. Hey there, and welcome to another episode of the Redefining Balance podcast. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. If you have not done so already, make sure you hit the subscribe button so you don't miss any of our upcoming episodes. And if you're listening over on YouTube, you don't want to miss any of our videos as well, because we've got some good videos coming up. And if you're not yet over on YouTube, maybe you're just listening to this podcast and whatever podcast app that you listen in on. Thank you for listening, but you might want to check out our YouTube channel because there's a lot of other bonus content there as well. Now, I'm so excited for you to be joining us for our conversation today because we're talking about pivoting and not in the pivoting sense that you might think. Sometimes we think about pivoting in work or pivoting in the direction that we might be going with something. But really, this is one of those moments where we kind of feel a call on our life where we look around and we think there could be something different going on here. Now, research shows that this happens for a lot of us in the age of like 35 to 45. And there's a number of reasons for it, right? Where it could be that our career is now established and we're not having to work so hard in our career. It could be that our kids are not as dependent on us. It could just be the fact that we're aware of how old we are getting and we're looking around and thinking, is this really the life that I wanted to create? And do I want something different as I continue to move forward? Now, this is a big question to ask. And, you know, there is something to be said, I think, for status quo and just kind of taking it day by day. However, if the Holy Spirit is calling you to do something different, you could not ignore that. And so we're going to be diving deep into this conversation today. And to join us on this conversation, I have one of my very best friends. Her name is Amber Sandberg. She's been on the podcast before. I'm sure if you have listened before, you've heard her. She also is another podcast host. She hosts a show called The Mom-Inspired Show. And the great thing with Amber is that she's very transparent about her own journey that she has been on. And this journey that she's been on to transform her health, to transform her career, and really to respond to the call that God has on her life to become a certified life coach. And so now she's helping other women who are in the same position of looking around and thinking, God, what else do you have for me in this life? And what can I do to further your purpose that you have for me? And and so she's going to be walking us through how to evaluate when these situations come up and what we can do to move forward. Now, before we dive into our conversation, with Amber, I do want to let you know that it is not too late to plan the most awesome summer ever. You can check out our Planning a Summer Awesome Toolkit inside of Life Balance Membership. And if you're thinking that you want to even go a little bit deeper this summer, you want to spend some time really setting up some new strong habits for yourself and for your family, then I highly encourage you to check out some of the other courses inside Life Balance Membership as well, like Clear the Chaos, Setting Goals in God's Will. It's a great Bible study to be doing throughout the summer, and it's all included in the membership. And you can check out some of the other programs that we have available as well at yourliferocks.com forward slash shop. All right, you guys, so let's get into my interview with Amber Sandberg. I know that this conversation is going to bless you, so let's get to it. 
Amber, I am so excited to have you back on the Redefining Balance podcast. I feel like it's been a while since you've been on. And today's episode, what we're going to be talking about today, I think is going to bless so many people. But before we get into that discussion, for those who maybe don't know who you are, or it's been a little while since they've heard from you, tell our audience a little bit about who you are. Yeah. Hey, guys. So my name is Amber Sandberg, and I live just outside of Nashville, Tennessee. I am a mom of two young girls, and I also am the podcast host of the Mom Inspired Show. And recently, so in January, I actually decided to go and go to life coach school with Ashley Burke Castillo, if you guys are familiar with that, to become a certified life and weight loss coach. Which I think is so exciting, at least for me, being your friend and watching you go throughout this journey of deciding to become a certified life coach. I'm so excited for you because you've been on this journey that I've watched you go through over the last few years of really kind of evaluating where you are in life and choosing to be brave enough to do something different. And that's hard for a lot of people. And that's exactly what we're going to be talking about today is is how do you pivot when you kind of look around and you're like, wait a minute, (laughs) what is this life that I have built and what am I doing here? And, you know, from your own personal experience, was it, has it been two years that you've lost 60 pounds? Yeah. So 2019 is when I really lost my weight. I have gained back 10 pounds. That's a whole nother story with COVID and um, my dad dying. So I'm working that back off. So I totally understand. Uh, I'll tell you really quick. That's also, I think by gaining some of that weight, it made me realize, and we'll talk about this later in the show is I had to really work on my thoughts. What I realized is I was using a lot of the momentum of losing weight in uh, 2019. And then obviously 2020 came and we really had to sit with our thoughts and feelings during that year. So we'll go into that. But um, yeah, so I'm with you guys. If you guys are like, hey, I gained some weight during COVID or you've had some you know, setbacks or whatever, I totally understand. And I think that makes me a better coach because I'm working through it myself. So then I'm able to help my clients uh, work through it as well. Yeah. And I I know we had you on the podcast talking about just the emotional journey that you had to go on and the mental journey of losing that weight. Because oftentimes when we talk about weight loss, we're talking about what to eat, how to exercise, your macros, like all of that kind of stuff. But for you, you found that it was really more of a mental, emotional journey of unpacking things and rebuilding thoughts and beliefs about yourself, which was really a strong catalyst, I think, for for your success. But even beyond weight loss, the thing that I love about what you're going to be coaching women on, and especially is, is kind of that pivot point, because you've had to pivot, right? You decided a few years ago to become a travel agent, and then 2020 hit, and that made you have to reevaluate what you're doing for your career. So talk to us a little bit about that journey as well. Yeah. So let me just take you back really to 2018. So that's when I actually, I mean, I'm sorry, 2016 is when I started the podcast. So that alone was my first pivoting point. You know, I was home with the kids. My youngest was two, which is crazy because she's seven. (laughs) And and a lot has changed. I mean, I had to work around naps and trying to do a podcast and hoping she didn't wake up. And now she's in in full-time elementary, which makes things different. But I wanted to do something different. I never done a podcast. But I just really wanted to reach a lot of women, especially moms. And so I knew I wanted to do something outside of raising the kids and have something that I could have a creative outlet. So, you know, that's why I started the Mom Inspired Show in 2016. Then 2018 rolled around. I think I I focused so much on the podcast and whatnot. I kind of let my health kind of go to the back burner. And there was other things going on that I was dealing with. And I think I was just emotionally eating and just really not allowing myself to 
feel my feelings. And I think for the longest time, I was so afraid of being sad. I think I thought if I let myself be sad, I'm never going to get out of this. And like, I'm going to cry forever. And then I'm just going to be depressed. And then what's going to happen? And so I think I just was always probably running away from it, escaping. And I was using food to escape. And so I gained all this extra weight. And so in 2019, I decided, you know what, I really need to put my health first. And I really want to lose this weight because it was making it really challenging for me. It wasn't so much that I just wanted to be a smaller size. Yes, I did want that. It just was making it harder for me to work out, move, do all the things that I was used to doing. And so I decided like, this is really going to have to almost become my top priority, my, my top goal. Obviously, I'm still going to be a mom, do the podcast and all that stuff. But I needed to make it a priority. So I'm, I had to schedule things differently so that I was working out and just being able to change my food. I had to cut back on eating. I mean, so you can have thoughts about things, but you also have to take action and, and do things. You can't just be like, well, I, I want to lose weight and then you don't change anything. So then I lost the weight. And in 2018, I became a travel agent. So just kind of, I'm going in reverse order a little bit. So that probably was the other thing too, that I got focused in that along with the podcast. And then I also gained weight. So then now that I think about it, yeah. So 2016 started the podcast, 2018 became a travel agent in 2019. I decided I really need to get this weight off while still doing all the other stuff. So 2018, I was like, you know what? I love having the podcast, but I've always loved traveling. And I always thought it'd be cool to be a travel agent. So I just kind of put it out there, I think somewhere on a group board or whatever. And actually a friend of mine saw it and she hooked me up with an agency owner and I became a travel agent. So I went through some training and all that kind of stuff and started traveling and it was great. But then 2020 hit and the travel industry just stopped. And what was so disheartening about that, not only did I have to work to book trips, I then had to work to cancel those trips. So I ended up doing double the work to make zero. And I just thought, I don't know where this is going. Like, I mean, I don't know if things are going to open up. Like, are people going to want to get vaccinated? So if countries are requiring that, are people not going to want to do that as much? And so there was a lot of things out of my control that like the people who might've traveled before may not be traveling now. And so I thought to myself, okay, I don't know if this is like good for me to stay in. I don't want to stay too long just sitting here. So I gave myself 2020 to kind of, you know, see what is going to happen. By the time January, 2021 rolled around, travel was still a little bit iffy and all that kind of stuff. I thought, you know what, this is the time to pivot. Now I'm still doing travel and travel is picking up a little bit. I just went to Turks and Caicos and that was amazing, but still there's so many unknowns. Someone just told me that like Mexico might be going in lockdown because COVID is high again. So this is exactly what I mean. And I'm currently quoting people to go to Mexico for the end of June. So it's so much that I don't know what's going on that I thought, I don't know if this is the best move for me. So I'm going to take this in my own hands. I felt really called to sign up for this coaching certification to the point that it actually was completely booked and I couldn't even get in. I was on a wait list and I realized how upset I was. And then that's how I knew, wow, I really wanted this more than I actually realized when I realized I couldn't get in. But then they ended up opening it up and I was able to get in and I was so excited. So that's what I've been up to since January. You know, it's so funny, like hearing you 
share this summary of this journey that you've been on in the last couple of years as like a highlight reel and, and being such good friends with you and kind of knowing more of like the background details and the ups and the downs and the struggles and the triumphs of, of this journey that you've been on. The thing that I think is, is really impactful that I want people to take away from this is that you are always moving forward, even mm-hmm. though things were unknown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I will say in knowing you in this process, going all the way back even a few years ago, there was always like a little bit of a whisper of, I feel like I want to coach people. I feel I want to help people on this journey. And it took a bit of going through your own process for you to really realize like, maybe this is what God is really calling you to be doing. And so I say that because I think that that is something we can all relate to. That deep down, if we were really honest with ourselves, there's something that's like, I feel like I should be homeschooling my kids, or I feel like I should be doing more in my career, or I feel like I should be doing more in ministry than I actually am. Or we all have like these little things that we kind of keep hidden a little bit until it's time for it to be brought out into the surface. Yeah. You know, you were saying this. Okay. So I, I didn't say this part and this, this really stood out at the time. And sometimes I even forget about this. I was actually reading something at the time and it was talking about how most of us work in the zone of excellence. So this is something that, so Jenny, I, this would be like us working in our podcast. Okay. So we're kind of like, we know how it goes. Like, you know, we've been doing it for a while, right? We're like, okay, yeah, this is great. But many people don't go to the zone of genius. And so the zone of genius is that something that like, kind of like what you've been saying. It's like that little thing that you kind of keep it a little secret and you're kind of afraid to do it. You're kind of like, I don't know. I know how to do this over here. So I'm just going to keep plugging along on this. Like I can kind of go and so you can do it with your eyes shut and you feel very comfortable. It's very familiar. And what's very interesting in the book, it said people around 40 years old start to notice, and this is guys and girls, like notice that if they're not living in their zone of genius, they start to feel depressed. They start like questioning things. And I thought to myself, I kept thinking, okay, well, maybe I can just become a coach and maybe I can look into different programs. I don't know. But I just kept coming back to the Life Coach School with Brooke Castillo because she is all about the thought work. And that is how I lost my weight. So I really resonated with it. And then I just kept going back and forth going, I don't know. I don't know. And anytime I kept thinking about the zone of genius, I just kept thinking, I have to do this program. It just kept pulling to me. So then when it was completely booked up, I was really upset. I was like, oh no, like, wait, I just like decided like, this is it. Like, this is the leap that I have to take. And it's scary. And I'm like, I don't know where's this going to take me. And I just kept thinking about that for probably all through December, just thinking, okay, what is my zone of genius? Like, what am I not What am I not jumping to? Why am I staying in a safe spot and just staying where I'm familiar with? And every time it kept coming back to me that it was like, felt like it was the Holy Spirit really prompting me like, you need to do this. You need to do this. Because I kept noticing like, if I didn't do it, I would kind of feel like, oh, that like, what am I doing? Like, what am I doing with my life? And I think that's kind of where he was saying, the author, that like, if you're not really living your zone of genius, this is where I think that whole midlife crisis comes in and you're kind of like, what am I doing with my life? And so maybe it takes to like being at least 40 to kind of really start noticing that. Yeah. So that's what came up. And then once I was able to get in, I noticed this huge relief, um, mm. even though before and leading up to it, it was really scary. 
Yeah. It's almost like the Holy Spirit is like, that's, that's the gifting, the purpose that God had for your life and for you to like step into it, you know, which I think is interesting that it it happens around 40. I mean, we were talking before, and I think we've even talked about this in previous podcast episodes before, like most people I know when they turn 25, they have a little bit of like a a mini panic attack, like, oh my gosh. Quarter life crisis, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like like a quarter of my life, if I live to be 100, is over. What am I doing with my life? And, you know, we're kind of like in that point of launching into a career, or launching into a family. And, and it can feel a little bit like, oh, what am I doing here? And I think it's very similar. You know, I started having that same kind of feeling, gosh, when I was 35, 36, And that's when I was traveling heavily for my career. And my husband was a stay-at-home dad with the boys. And I felt like I was hardly ever home. And you kind of get like this point where you're looking at your life and being like, what am I doing? How did I get here? And is this truly what I want to be living? And so talk to me a little bit about why you feel like 40s or approaching 40s or when we start to have this. Do you feel like it has to do more with like the seasons of life or maturity or wisdom or just kind of the blueprint of God? I mean, I think it could be a mix of a lot of those things. I wonder, listening to a lot of women talk, I think there's something about turning 40 that most people are done having kids. And it's not to say that some people are not, but for the most part, people are kind of like, okay, they're closing up that chapter, which then they're kind of like, wait, now what am I doing? Like I'm almost 40, I'm almost midlife. And now what? And also I think people want to get really healthy. I think they're kind of like, okay, I've had the babies. Now I can really focus on myself. I'm not going to have another pregnancy. And I think they also want to think about like, what am I going to do for the rest of my life? Especially as the kids go into school. And if people had their kids earlier, those kids might actually be going into college. So they may be going empty nesters. And then if people with younger kids, they may be going into preschool. They might be going to elementary school. So those moms are finding themselves with more time, even if they're like moms with older kids and moms with younger kids. And so now you're thinking to yourself, okay, so the kids are not home unless you're homeschooling. But if you're not homeschooling, it's like you have more time on your hands. What are you doing with it? And I think people start to feel a little bit anxious. They're kind of like, okay, but like, what am I going to do with my life? And, you know, and I think a lot of times anxiety and depression can creep up because you start to feel like, is this where I want to be? And and like what I have still have so many more years left, but I don't know what to do. And so I just think it's a combo. I just have talked to a lot of women and also too, I think hormones start changing. I just did two episodes on perimenopause and menopause. And the thing that I had to keep saying when I was posting this on social media is do not gloss over this because you think you're too young. Perimenopause can start in your late thirties. So hello, that's like a lot of us, right? So it's like, If you're thinking, oh, menopause, and you're thinking 60 years old, no, it can last 7 to 13 years, and the average age of menopause is 51. So you're talking about, like, not only, like, just wait, what's going on with your life, but there's a lot of hormonal things that could be happening that are kind of tripping you up or making you feel a certain way. I mean, I know so many people that they're experiencing hair loss, or they're getting adult acne, or their cycles are messed up. And that alone is going to make you feel anxious, uneasy, and kind of be like, what is happening with my life? Like, I can't even control what's going on. I don't know what's happening. So I think it just kind of makes women a little bit, I don't know, like, just maybe a little bit anxious of like, what am I doing with my life? Like, now what? I'm done having babies. You know, that's not like my main job right now. What else is there for me? And I will say people who are working through this time, they may find like, you know what? I'm 40. I've been doing this for 20 years. 
I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to be an accountant. I didn't even really love it. I went to school, paid all the school loans, and I didn't want to, you know, stop when I was in my 30s because I had all this debt and I wanted to make money. Or they make really good money. We call this the golden handcuffs. And they just feel stuck or they have really good insurance. And they're just like, "Uh, I don't know. But they're miserable. And they're just like, I don't like this. This doesn't fulfill me. And I think really at 40, it kind of makes you be really honest with yourself and make you realize, are these the decisions that I want to be making? Yeah, so, so good. And, you know, the thing I love about what you were just saying too, Amber, is that it really encompasses so many different things. Like it it can encompass your body. It can encompass your career path, just what you're doing with your time. I know for me, a big thing for me this year is what am I doing for fun? Because, (laughs) you know, before fun for me was like playing with my kids. Well, my kids are now like teenagers. And so they're like, well, mom, I can play with you when I am done doing my things. (laughs) And so I'm like, "Uh, okay, so I guess I need to find my own fun because I can sit here and be like, oh, boo-hoo, my kids are older and they don't want to hang out with me anymore. And you know what, but I don't want to live that life either. I want to make sure that I am, I'm really feeling fulfilled and joy and having purpose Mm -hmm. in every season of my life. And I know you have some tips to help us kind of walk through this and however we feel like something needs to change and whether that's our health or our career or whatever it is. So talk to us about kind of that first step when we realize, okay, this is where I am. (laughs) I need to do something about it. Summertime is so awesome, but this time of year can create so much chaos with interruptions to our habits and our routines, whether it be from summer vacations, work trips, or just having more fun. If you find yourself in a place of chaos and just need to get back on track, I highly recommend investing in the course, Clear the Chaos. This is a very affordable course, seven-day audio. You can easily get it done in just one week and you have lifetime access to this course. That means every time things get a little bit chaotic from a vacation, you can go right back into the seven-day course, recenter, get grounded, and move forward. Normally, this course is included just in Life Balance membership, but we've made it available outside of the membership for just $14.99. You can learn more about what you can find in this seven-day audio course and get it for yourself by going to yourliferocks.com forward slash clear the chaos. Each day, you'll listen to an audio lesson and do some exercises that will help to bring some clarity to where you are, bring you back to center, give you back your balance. So what are you waiting for? Get this course for yourself by going to yourliferocks.com forward slash clear the chaos. Yeah. And I wanted to throw out there too, and we've talked about this with friendships. I think a lot of times at 40, I think people really start reevaluating their friends. Like, are they have keeping friends that are toxic in their life? Are they holding on to people that they really should have let go of? Or are you realizing you need to have boundaries? And I think you're coming into this like, okay, I don't want to keep doing this and I don't want to keep dragging these people with me along life. And also you may find that you were friends with people who have the kids were in preschool together. You're doing mommy me things. And now you guys are all going a separate direction and you may realize, oh, I need different friends. Like, I guess that was, you know, friends for a season or it was for proximity. And so you can apply all of this to money and confidence and friendships and all that kind of stuff. So I wanted to put that out there before we even jump into this, but really everything starts with the thoughts that you're having. Until you have a thought about something, everything's pretty much neutral. It's the thought that you have is what then creates like a feeling and then creates action. So kind of like what I work with with my clients is breaking down their thoughts and then creating a list 
of thoughts that created maybe an unwanted desire or causes unwanted actions and results. So you think about it, if you keep having a certain thought, like I'll use this as an example, like I'm never going to lose weight. And then I just think that's really frustrating. And then my actions are, well, I'll just keep eating. I can't lose weight anyways, or I'm, I'm just going to watch Netflix because you know, I'm frustrated. And, and then all the things that all these actions then, which produce a result that I don't want, which is then keeping me in, I'm not losing weight. So just to kind of like show you like in a very quick snippet, what that looks like. And then we kind of uncover beliefs. So you go from like thoughts and then you go think about the beliefs. Like what do you believe about like your life and what do you believe about yourself? And then what do you actually believe about your dreams coming true? Because I think so many people are so afraid, like, oh, I don't really want to believe that because what if it doesn't happen? But that kind of thinking really won't set you up to get where you want to go. And then just kind of also like, what do you believe about your ability to kind of create what you want, which kind of goes along with, you know, believing your dreams can come true. And then what, what beliefs do you have for creating the results you want in your life? And so that's kind of like where that's, we're kind of uncovering what your current thoughts are, what your current beliefs are. And then we kind of move through what new thoughts do you need to have? Like sitting down, we can brainstorm the thoughts you want to have, writing them down and applying those thoughts. So a lot of people are like, yeah, I'm just going to think about that. But you really have to write it down and you really have to look at those every day or it just kind of slips your mind. I mean, our brains get filled with so much random stuff that if you don't have that in front of you every day, and that's why having a coach is, I think, really important because you have like this time set aside for you every week that's just about you. And as moms, we do not get that. It's like about everybody else. I mean, yesterday I was trying to do the podcast and I was trying to cook dinner. The rice was cooking and I'm like running back and forth and I'm like, okay, this isn't working very well. So to have time that you can have someone just focus on yourself and help you figure out your goals and not have to think about, oh, do I need to ask them how they're doing and how are their goals and how are you feeling? No, no, you can be completely selfish and that's what you're there for. And so we kind of just figure out your new thoughts and then you have somebody that's kind of holding you accountable throughout the week and then meeting up for the next appointment. So before we go into the next piece of yeah. that, Amber, I do want to mention one thing, like as you're talking about these thoughts and the beliefs yeah. And and how those things are tied together. I think that, you know, it's one of those things that's, and we've talked about this before. It's so easy just to be like, yeah, you just think about your thoughts and what beliefs come from those thoughts. But I think what makes it really difficult sometimes for people, and I just want to bring this like into the light so people realize, so when this happens to them, they're not like, what's wrong with me? Yeah. Is that when we are so used to running away from those mm -hmm. thoughts or running away from feelings that don't feel good, right? That's that's why we overwork. That's why we overeat. That's why we overspend. That's why we we do these things so that we don't have to feel these feelings. We don't have to face the truth of those thoughts or those beliefs and and how they came to be and how they're actually affecting us. And so when we start down this process, I know just for my own self of really being able to think like, why am I thinking that thought? And where's mm -hmm. that come from? Like that is a difficult process to do. Yeah. And sometimes it is. it's the most uncomfortable thing in the world and you just want to run away from it. Yeah. And that's what we call... So in my training, we call that buffering. So buffering is anytime you're not allowing and processing an emotion. Like you're, you're like, no, don't want to do it. 
and then you would rather resist it, but then you end up not getting to where you want to go. So really to just allow it and really an emotion is just a vibration. And I think we make it so scary. We're just like, oh no, like I don't want to feel the sadness or anger. And it is really just a vibration in our body. And if we could just learn to be like, okay, okay, we know this isn't going to last forever and just trust that, then you can just move through it. And then the more you can do it, it gives you more confidence that you're like, yeah, I got this. I can do it. No problem. Because you're not scared of the emotions that are going to come up and you don't feel like you have to run away. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. So my question I want to ask you, Amber, is so being someone who's gone through this journey and and knowing that there were times that you were like, oh, I don't want to sit here and feel this. I just Mm -hmm. want it to go away. For people who are like thinking like, yeah, I totally relate to the fact that I need to pivot in some way, shape or form. I need to kind of reassess what I'm doing and make a a different plan going forward. But as soon as you start talking about like feelings and emotions and like, I just, that seems like a whole lot of stuff that I don't want to deal with. And sometimes Mm -hmm. it's better just to keep it underneath the rug and move forward. What would you say to someone who's, who's kind of like, is it worth it to Mm. go through this process? Well, I guess the question I would ask that person is whatever you're doing now, is it working for you? Like, so if you're putting it under the rug, is it working for you? And most of the time, if they're thinking about this, it's not working for them because that thing is going to keep coming back up, like until you really process it and work through it. And so you may not be ready to do it, but I think the reality of this is if you want to be a healthy person, mentally, physically, whatever, you're going to have to work through things. Otherwise, you're just kind of trying to escape it and hope for the best. You're not really just trying to break it all down and be like, why am I doing something? It's kind of like when you can think about a lot of times like people might be eating, okay? And they're just like, I want to keep eating because it tastes good. And I want to, I don't feel satisfied. Many times you can kind of break down to why somebody's, we'll just use eating for an example. They may not feel satisfied in their life. And I would rather people... I mean, yes, you can enjoy food and whatever, but to not get so much satisfaction from food because your life is so satisfying that you're not having to go to the food to get that satisfaction. And I think that's what happens a lot. Like people are like, well, I can't control this or this, but I can control what I'm eating and I can control that this gives me a quick hit of dopamine. But you know, 30 minutes later, if you've now downed like all these Twizzlers and you now have a hangover from sugar and you're like, now you feel bad about yourself you were back at square one of being like, I'm not really satisfied with my life. And so yes, it is hard. But I also think it's hard to not figure all of that out because it's just going to keep coming back and it may show up in different ways. Yeah, that's good. That's good. As you were talking, I was thinking about two different things. Number one being that when it, it is a pivot that is that small whisper of the Holy Spirit calling you into what God really has for you to deny that you have to answer for that when you get to heaven. So just Mm. putting that out there, you know, that that's a question that the Bible tells us is going to be asked of us is what did we do with the things that God gave us? And so if we say, oh, well, I didn't really want to go through the work of dealing with that. So I just hid it away. Well, we know that parable really well, what happens, you know? So that's one thing to just kind of be considering. But I think number two is that we all can think about what we want things to be in the positive. And for some of us, that's a little bit harder right? Because it can feel like, well, who am I to want that? Or is it even possible? And so we have to kind of face those beliefs. But I also think it's sometimes easier to think about what we don't want. 
We all know those people, you know, we see them at church or maybe they're in our family, maybe it's our parents. And we look at them and think, wow, they're just miserable. Or they are, we can see that they didn't live up to their potential or that they denied themselves certain things. And we can see what could have been. And I think all of us can look at that and be like, I don't want that for myself. I don't want that to be my story that my kids are looking at me or other people are looking at me and being like, wow, it's really sad. Yeah. You know, what's interesting. I was on a podcast um, and he normally does a money podcast, but we were talking about different things. And he said he asked his guests, he didn't ask me this question, but he said he asked his guests that are coming out for finances, what do they want? And he said almost every time they tell him what they don't want. So exactly what you just said, that people can't even formulate what they want. It's like, they're just like, no, I don't want this. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like when we talk about balance here on the show and I'm, you know, we talk about like how to, how you define balance and that's one thing for people to say, but it's really easy to say, what does unbalanced feel like to you? That Mm. you can identify super quick, super easy. We all know what that feeling is like and what that looks like in our life. And so sometimes it's the flip side of that, that we need to maybe shoot for. And I know I've heard you talk about this before too, about kind of creating that vision for what you want your life to be or who you want to be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, I think one of the things that really helped me when I was losing weight and even now is who does my future self need me to be right now so that when I get there, it's like, okay, we, we worked on this. And so right now, like with the whole 10 pounds, wanting to get that off, you know, maybe in the past I would be like, oh, like, let's just, you know, white knuckle it, go super restrictive, go super crazy diet just so I can get it off. But most likely it would come back on because I didn't really solve the problem. But I giving myself the time to figure out like, what do I need to think? Like what thoughts am I having that's kind of like preventing me from moving forward? Because really I'm willing to take the extra time right now to, you know, possibly even gain a few pounds and figure out like, okay, that's not working. Okay. Need to do something else so that, you know, by the time I'm 50 and 60 years old, I'm not doing this, that I kind of have figured it out. And that's what I'm trying to gift my future self. And so who do I need to become along the way that by the time I get there, it's not like I'm just like, oh my gosh, now I got to figure all of this out. It's like, no, let's just figure this out now. That's good. That's good. And that's the hard thing, right? Is how do you, how do you figure out what it is that you need to do? I know we talked about like the thoughts and the beliefs, but then how do we kind of take that and move it into a positive direction? Yeah. So that's where I think with setting goals and figuring out your goals, and that's what I work with with my clients is, you know, we kind of like brainstorm some goals that they want and and then we pick one and then we start working on it. The one thing that's so interesting to me, and I've heard this over and over again, is a lot of people overestimate what they can do in 12 weeks. Um, but, and they highly underestimate what they can do in five to 10 years. I think because people are just not thinking out that far. And so they're thinking they can lose 30 pounds in 12 weeks. Right. But then it's like, (laughs) what, but they're like, Oh, I don't know what I can do in five years. And it's like, you could do a lot in five years. And so just really trying to help clients come up with goals and then what's important and then picking that top one and then kind of working through the obstacles, you know, walking through why are they committed to that goal, the obstacles that might come up with that specific goal. And then, you know, coming up with strategies, like why do you want that goal? And then working through all of that because there are going to be obstacles. And if you can kind of think about that ahead of time, when it all pops up, it won't be so alarming. You're not like, oh gosh, like I wasn't prepared for that. And also then you having the strategies of when you run up against those obstacles. I think that's what's really important. And so 
that's also what ties into the, the whole like thoughts and feelings. So, you know, we're not just like sitting around being all kumbaya, like that's not really what it is. It's really kind of just, it's kind of like the best way to do it, to think about it, it's kind of like we're paper thinking a little bit. Like you're putting your thoughts on the paper and we're trying to think about what is going on what are you doing right now that's not working for you? So, you know, you don't have to think about it so much like, oh, like that seems so scary or vulnerable. It's like, let's just think about what your thoughts, what thoughts are you having about this? And then what feeling pops up for you? And and I think too, the more you do it, the easier it becomes. You kind of are just like, oh, like I do this with my girls, like especially my oldest. I'll see her get really frustrated and I'll just stop and say, so what are you thinking? And I can see it's a little bit challenging for her. Like, she's just kind of like, I don't know, but I'm like, if she's 10, so if I can catch her on this now at 10, that by the time she's 20, she can be like, oh, okay, this is what's happening. I'm having this thought, which then I'm having this feeling Um, because I think a lot of people cannot recognize that really fast um, if you're not used to thinking that. And then, and then we move into, you know, future focus, bringing down the goals. What do you want? How do you want to think and feel? And then what do you have to do to change it? And so I encompass all of that in my coaching and just really walking through that with everyone and helping them just break it all down. So kind of going back to the that pivot point of figuring out this is not what I want in my life, or maybe I want something different and then going through those beliefs. Do you feel like it's easier to kind of just spot on no, like this is what I want to change in my life, whether it be finances, career, weight, whatever it be, or friends like you had mentioned? Or Mm -hmm. do you feel like that kind of gets revealed as you start unpacking your thoughts and kind of your thoughts around like feeling stuck? So that's why I like to kind of have somebody do a download of goals so that they can really see what they even want in life. And that may be a little challenging. You'd be surprised like how stuff people might be like, oh, like if I have them do, let's do 25 goals. Now they don't have to be big. Like they don't have to be big goals. They can be like, I want to have a nice wardrobe. I want to be able to go on a vacation every year. I want to be able to walk every day as my exercise. You know, I want to get up and do quiet time. You know, it, it doesn't have to be huge, but I don't think people really sit there and think about it. And so I have them do that. And then pick the goal. And then that's where I start seeing like, okay, what are their thoughts about it? Like, why why do they feel like they can't go after that goal? Or why haven't they already gone after that goal? And usually there's a thought that's connected to why they haven't gone after that goal yet. And then at what point do you feel like, because, you know, let me back up a little bit. I, you know, when you're talking about like what you can accomplish in five years, I think a lot of us are like, but Amber, I'm already 4D. <laughs> Waiting until I'm 45 does not appeal to me. I want it now. And I think that, you know, that's where some of us get stuck is we want it now. But talk to us a little bit about like, how long does it usually take to start feeling differently? Oh, I mean... I mean, you're not making us wait five years, right? No, I mean, uh, let me tell you, I've been working with a client for five weeks And she's like, I've been telling all my friends about you. She's like, because this is something that I've never done before. And she's like, I've been reading more and more about thought work. And she's like, the way that you lay it out, she's like, really helps me to see it. And she said, it just makes me so much more aware of what I'm doing. And in the end, you kind of realize 
that you have more control over your result than you realize. And so that is the key thing. So once you realize that, then everything can start changing. Because if you keep staying in the mindset that like everything's happening to you, you're going to feel stuck. But the moment that you can start realizing, okay, wait, I can change these results and I can have different thoughts about them. I mean, you could be changing the way you do things, the way you think, the way you feel. I mean, in less than a month's time. I mean, so you don't have to wait five years. I'm just saying there's maybe some goals that like, you're kind of like, well, if I want to make, you know, $500,000, you may have to start like really thinking about like, how am I going to do that? But you can change your thoughts and feelings really quickly, which then will set you up to like, just handle life completely different. I mean, the amount of information that I've learned since January is insane. Like, I feel like my whole mind has shifted. Now, that's not to say that I don't feel like, you know, things just happen in my life and I kind of get stuck in something. But I'll tell you, my brain moves out of it so much faster. There will be something, maybe somebody says something to me and I find my brain going somewhere really quick. And then I'm like, whoa, like, like, okay, you need to pull that thought back where maybe before I would sit in that for a very long time and then be upset that the person said it or implied it, or did she mean this? Or I don't know where now it might go for a few seconds. And then I just grab it back and like, whoa, you're really just letting your thought kind of run away with you. And I feel like, I don't know, it just feels so much like freer, like to be able to do that and not just be like, well, I can't control any of this. So I guess this is what it is. And so that's what I mean when I say like, this can happen pretty quick. And so the fact that like my client has been with me five weeks and she already feels so much different and and she's made so much progress is pretty amazing. That's awesome. That's so awesome. Well, I've been so in awe of watching you really step into what God has called you for, for your life and to see all of your past experiences really lining up to provide you this like launching board where you can really support people in the most amazing way and pour into their life in the most amazing way. And it's just been incredible to watch, to watch you kind of do this and to be who God really created you to be. So I'm super excited for you to be launching in as a coach. Now, if people want to connect with you, if they want to learn more about you, if they want to work with you as a coach, what's the best way for them to connect to you? Yeah. So you guys can follow me or find me on Instagram at Mom Inspired Living. You can DM me and I'll message you back personally. And um, you can always go to mominspiredshow.com if you want to see more episodes that I've done in the podcast, just to get more of a feel for my personality and just how I am. But yeah, just reach out to me. Um, I would love to help you and work with you. The easiest way is you can just message me on Instagram at Mom Inspired Living. Beautiful. Well, Amber, thanks so much for coming back on the show and for walking through this path for all of us. I think, you know, regardless of how old we are, we all have those moments in life where we're like, is this really what I'm supposed to be doing? And we have that, like that little whisper. And so I just so appreciate you coming on and speaking into all of our lives and kind of giving us some tools that we can use to walk out this path. Thanks, Jenny. I always have so much fun coming on your show. Hey, just because the episode's over doesn't mean we have to stop hanging out. Head on over to Instagram and follow me there. You can find me at your.life.rocks. Or if you're more of a Facebook kind of girl, join our community of working Christian moms just like you. You can search Your Life Rocks over on Facebook and connect with us there. And if you're ready to truly create lasting balance and get results in your life, maybe it's time for you to join Life Balance Membership. 
download the Your Life Rocks app in iTunes or in Google Play. You can upgrade to the membership right inside the app. And if you're looking for more resources to help you create more balance, head on over to yourliferocks.com.